The five twins most likely to be traded after the lockout on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins Podcast. Today is Thursday, December 23rd. Now I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms in our last episode. So we are going down to three episodes a week. Again, this is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan. I'm going to try to be more consistent Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It might get a little tricky, especially during the holidays. Um, but we will have three episodes this week. We'll have one today and one tomorrow. We had one Tuesday. We talked about the most valuable twins in a trade. And I think there's a separation, very important distinction between most valuable in a trade and most likely to be traded. So today, we're going to go over my five twins most likely to be traded after the lockout. And I think it's an interesting list. There are some just missed. We like to do our just missed. Um, Narita, thank you, Narita, for listening. Brought up a great point about the last episode. If I'm butchering your name, I apologize. Brought up a good point. Mitch Garver should have been on the just miss list for most valuable trade candidates, most valuable in a trade. We'll talk about Mitch today because he is on the just missed, most likely to be traded list. We're going to go over all seven. I have seven names ranked in order, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, with We have more information now because at the end of the season, this list, I think, would have been a lot different. And certainly a year ago, this list would have been a lot different. But I think at the end of the year, things look different than they do now because we weren't quite sure if the Twins were going to be aggressive in free agency. I was hopeful. And I said, get aggressive. Change your style. Change your formula. Do something different. Try to make this team better immediately out of the gate in the offseason. They didn't do it. They failed completely to go out and sign a free agent starting pitcher that would impact this rotation in a considerable way. They didn't do it. So now I have that information, knowing kind of where their thought process is. If they're not going to do it, unfortunately, what that tells you is that they're not serious about 2022. Otherwise, they would have signed a free agent starter. They would have gone out and gotten aggressive for Robbie Ray or Kevin Gaussman or Marcus Stroman or any of them at the top end of the market, and they did not. So what does that tell you? That they're not serious about next year. I'm sorry. It's just until they show us that they are, they're not serious about 2022 because this team, I cannot be convinced that this team will compete next year. As currently constructed, they will not compete next year. Uh, I'm confident in saying that. And last year, I couldn't have said that before they made any moves because they had Barrios, they had Maeda, they had Pineda, they had pieces in place. We were more certain about Max Kepler, a little bit more certain about Miguel Sano, a little bit more certain about the health of other guys and Luis Arise and, and you know maybe not Donaldson and Buxton, but we had more knowns last year and most importantly the team had won the division two years in a row so there was that you had the benefit of the doubt I could have been convinced before they signed Simmons Colome Hap Shoemaker that the team last year was going to compete on paper I can't say that so until they go out and make a significant addition this team this front office this organization is not serious about 2022 so that's my thinking. That is going to be what drives this list. So keep that in mind, and I'll continue to remind 
listeners of that as we get through this podcast is I'm listing it as, you know, assuming they're not trying and I'm still, I'm still hopeful. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid that they'll make some trades and that they'll try to put together a respectable team, respectable rotation for next year, because that's the most frustrating thing. This, this group of position players is good enough that I have many of them on my list, right? Because they have top prospects coming. They have a good group in place. They have a, a group that has been one of the best offenses in the American League over the last three years. Definitely not in 2020, but about average in 2021 and elite in 2019 compared to the rest of the league. So they have the pieces in place offensively, and I'll continue to pound that drum with reinforcements on the way, with Alex Kirloff hopefully healthy, with Austin Martin, Royce Lewis, Jose Miranda hopefully making an impact, with Trevor Larnick hopefully making an impact not only in 2022, but in 23, 24, and especially that late, those later stages, they have the pieces in place on the position player side. So that's why it's so frustrating. And I've made that very clear. I'll continue to make that very clear. But these rankings are based on the assumption that this, this group is not legit. They're not serious about 2022. They haven't shown us any reason to believe that 2022 will be any different than 2021. How is this team any different? It's It's worse. It's not worse than the September version. But it's definitely worse than opening day 2021. Uh, and that group wasn't very good. So I don't know why you'd expect anything different. Just magical. Baseball's weird. You hold out a little bit of hope for that. Maybe 5 to 10% hope. Baseball's weird. Things break right. And uh, you get a couple breakouts. But they don't even have guys to break out right now. They don't even have, like in the rotation, they don't even have anyone set in stone other than Dylan Bundy, who I'm not crazy about. Like I talked about that before they signed him. Obviously not crazy about Dylan Bundy. I guess he could. Like, there's some upside there. We talked about that. But they don't even have anybody in the rotation now who could completely reach a 90th percentile. You know, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, I think the expectations have to remain at a reasonable level for two rookies coming off years where they both threw less than 100 innings in the majors. So you got to keep your expectations at a reasonable level for those two. And just for this rotation right now, there's just, there's nothing there. So that's what these rankings are based on. We're going to get to them. I promise after this word from built bar, built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Get your hands on built bar this holiday season. Not only is it tasty, it's healthy. It's the best of both worlds. And you're not going to find a combination like this anywhere else. Built bar is the best tasting and the most delicious protein bar you will find my favorite flavor, the mint brownie. Love the mint brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. I certainly am. You can tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. You can dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. And if you like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. You go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order at built.com. Thank you again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. Breaking down the five twins most likely to be traded after the lockout, the just missed, the two that just missed. And, you know, they could be argued in those four or five slots, I think. But Luis Arise and Mitch Garver are on my just miss list. And I've talked about Luis a good amount. You know, the, the chance that he's traded this offseason because they do have that surplus at first, second, and third. But ultimately, I convinced myself 
with this new line of thinking, which is they're going to, they're not going to try very hard in 2022. And they're going to try to put together a winner in 2023, 2024, 2025 built around their starting pitching prospects. If that's the case, what are you getting out of trading Luis Arias? He's under control for four seasons. By the time he's a free agent, if they're not good by then or haven't been good in the years prior to him becoming a free agent, that front office will cease to exist. They will not be the front office of the Twins anymore. If they are, that'd be ridiculous. So I don't understand why Luis Arise would be traded if that's the, the thought process. The thing is with trades, like anybody can be traded at any value, right? There's no such thing. They could trade Byron Buxton if Byron waived his no trade clause, which he wouldn't do. Um so they could trade just about anybody. Uh, anybody can be traded. And so for Luis Arizak, if the right package came along and, and they got the right return, I could see them doing that because of that surplus I mentioned, because they have Austin Martin, because they have Jose Miranda, because they have you know Donaldson still there and Jorge Polanco at second and Sano and Kirloff. They have a lot of guys at those spots, and we've broken that down in earnest. I could see Luis Arizak gone for the right package. But he still misses my top five because I think it is more likely that those five will be traded over a rise. I feel the same way about Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver, um, this has less to do with his contract, which says that he'll make $3.1 million in arbitration in 2022, probably going to make about 5 or $6 million in 2023, and more about the Twins and Derek Falvey coming out and saying that he'd like Garver and Jeffers to both play quite a bit in 2022. Now, what we've learned about Mr. Falvey and uh, that front office is maybe they don't mean what they say. Maybe what they say is just, um, you know, for for non-literal purposes. And it should be taken uh, with a grain of salt. So could Mitch Garver find his way into my top five without the assumption and, and the belief in Derek Falvey's words? Absolutely, because it makes a lot of sense. If the Twins are not trying this year, Mitch Garver's got left to take control. He's one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. He's a great pitch framer, and you could presumably receive a lot in return for Mitch Garver, even just two years of Mitch Garver because of the premium placed on offensive catchers. Then, yes, I could see Mitch Garver traded. I think it makes sense from a contract perspective. So I have Garver and Arise as my first miss. Number five on my list is Miguel Sano. One year at $10.5 million, second year is a $14 million option with a $2.75 million buyout. For all the reasons of Arise, you know, Donaldson, Miranda, in that group, I think anybody's in play, as anybody's in play on the whole roster to be traded outside of Buxton, anybody's in play. But the reason I listed Sano here is because the Twins just might give up on Miguel Sano. They just might be done. They might just say, we're sick of the inconsistency. If the DH gets to the National League, which is the assumption, trade him to a National League team. Alex Kirilak goes to first base where I think he'll be best defensively. And I think the twins actually probably believe that too. I don't know, but I think Alex Kirilak is a long-term first baseman and he'll play in the outfield and the twins value that flexibility, which I think is smart, but first base open it up. Alex Kirilak starts on opening day at first base also opens up a spot for Jose Miranda, right? A DH or first base, or, you know, if Alex Kirilak's in the outfield, um, you can make some things around and you can get creative with that spot. So I have Sano at five, again, one year at 10.5 million, second year option, 14 million. Uh, that would be for 2023. Number four, I have Max Kepler. This might surprise you that Kepler's four and not one, two, or three. I have Kepler at four because I weigh, and maybe I shouldn't, but I weigh the A, 
backup ability to Byron Buxton because right now I don't know who's backing up Byron Buxton, and that's a super important spot. I'm higher on Kepler as a defensive center fielder than most, and I think his hamstrings have have been a problem, but when he's healthy, I think he's a solid center fielder defensively. And you might disagree, but the numbers won't for the most part. Uh, When he's healthy, pretty good out there, you know, especially in 19, filling in for Buxton and K filled in too. But if they trade Max Kepler, unless they're getting a backup center fielder in return, before Austin Martin comes up, before um, Royce Lewis comes up, if he can play center or Gilberto Celestino, Who's backing up Max Kepler? Not anybody who's ready at this moment in time to back up uh, Byron Buxton, I meant to say, in center field other than Max Kepler. So I have him at four. I still think there's a decent chance he's traded. That's why he's in the top five. Two years at $15 million, about $15 million on his contract. Third year option at $10 million. I think there's a chance Kepler's traded. But secondly to that, he does have a relationship with Byron Buxton. We've heard in the past that they're best buddies. They're super, they're super tight. Uh, all signs point toward that. So... I think that matters that Buxton just signed a big extension. You know, if the twins care at all about that, and maybe they don't, and maybe they shouldn't, but I think that's a factor in this. And I said that when Buxton signed his extension, I think that solidified Kepler more because he backs him up and because of that relationship they have. Um, and because by re-signing Buxton, I was hoping that that was a signal to competing in 2022 and 2023, because you want to take advantage of his prime. We've talked about that. A lot. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Get into our top three. Top three twins most likely to be traded. Two relievers and a position player. Third, I have Tyler Duffy. And this would not have been the case a month ago because I wasn't sure if the twins were trying in 2022. And again, I'm going under the unfortunate assumption that they will not be trying in 2022. If you are not trying in 2022, why are you keeping Tyler Duffy for one year and about $4 million? It wouldn't make sense to me if you're not trying to win. Uh, Tyler Duffy took a step back last year, I think, in all facets of the game. Velocity, the numbers. He was good after that blow-up in Anaheim uh, in April. I think it was April. It might have been mid-May at that point. Turns were 14 and 28, I remember, at that time. Duffy was awful to that point, but was great throughout the rest of the year. Was great in that fireman role. But again, if you can get a return for Tyler Duffy when you're not trying, that spot is better served for a Yenier Cano, for a Matt Cantorino, for a Yohan Duran, for anybody else that's not under a one-year deal. Uh, Tyler Duffy, I have, is third on this list. Twins are lacking right-handed relievers, so... You know, that's why he is third and not second to Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers is second. One year at about $7 million in arbitration. Same reasons as Duffy. If you're not trying next year, what does a one-year deal reliever do for you? And Taylor Rogers is amazing, and I think he's underrated. I think he's underrated by Twins fans more than people on the outside. Taylor Rogers is outstanding, and he's had some tough times. He's had some blow-ups. Everybody does, but for the most part, in his time as a Twins reliever, Taylor Rogers has been exceptional and one of the best in the game. And 
it would suck to see him go because he's a leader and he's a leader of the bullpen and he's the MLBPA rep. But again, it's best for him. It's best for the team. It's best for everybody involved. If you're not trying in 2022 to trade Taylor Rogers on a one year, seven, $8 million deal, whatever he ends up agreeing to an arbitration, it just doesn't make sense to keep him in that case. That all changes. If you went out, if you would have gone out and signed Robbie Ray or Stroman or Gaussman or anybody and then traded and they can still do that. They can still do it, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. Now you have to trade from a prospect pool that uh, has gotten deeper, and and they can do that. I support them doing that um, for the most part. But at this point, like Taylor Rogers doesn't make sense on this roster. He really doesn't. And the person who makes the least sense on this roster is Josh Donaldson. Uh, two years at a super high average annual value, as we know, third year option at sixteen million. Ivan is number one, most likely to be traded after the lockout because. I look at trades from a couple different perspectives in this case. And as I said with Rodgers and Duffy and a little bit, I guess, with Kepler and Sano, maybe less so because they have multi-year deals. And Donaldson does, but his age is more of a factor than Sano and Kepler. One side is the team. What's the best thing for the team? And that's ultimately going to be what drives the decision. But an underrated part of that is what's best for the player. What's best for Josh Donaldson? What good does it do Josh Donaldson to sit through the next year at age 36 when he he has how many years left we don't know how many healthy productive years at the plate left it's it's his days are numbered in the in the bigs so unless he's nelson cruz and, and nelson cruz is so amazing no one ever does that so that's why nelson cruz is amazing if this is it in the next couple of years for donaldson which it likely is of being a productive every single day third baseman um even that's in question with his calves and it was last year what good does it do to be on the Twins in 2022 if they're not going to try? What good does that do the Twins to block third base from a prospect who broke out in a huge way last year in Jose Miranda? What good does that do the Twins to pay Josh Donaldson 21 or 23 million, whatever his average annual value is this year, and then again next year, and then an option year paying the buyout? What good does that do the Twins? It doesn't. It does you good if you're trying, as all five of these guys do, I would argue. And, and with a surplus, the guys in three, four, five spots, mostly in the four or five spots with Kepler and Sano, because there's a surplus, I could, even if the Twins were trying to win next year, I could see an argument for them to be traded. But if you're not trying, man, it's it's super obvious to me who's on the who's on the trade block. It's Donaldson, it's Rodgers, it's the same guys we heard about at the deadline. The only reason Kenta Maeda's not on there is because he's injured, right? So Donaldson, Rodgers, Duffy, Sano, Kepler, just missed a rise in Garber. Um, that's my list. Let me know what you think in the comments on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, if you think this list is accurate, let me know. If not, let me know. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Don't make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.